I'm Michael Fox, the publisher of the Prospector News, and this is the Metals, Money, and Markets for November the 17th. And joining me, as he always does, is the mercenary geologist, Mickey Falp. Welcome again, Mickey. Thanks a lot, Mike. It's uh, one week away from the official start of the Christmas season. It looks like Santa Claus might be showing up early this year for the markets. Let's start with the with the precious metals. Yeah, we're a week from so-called Black Friday, where people max out their credit cards, at least in the U.S. Uh, gold was up on the week because the dollar was down big time on the week. Gold closed at 1980, up 2.3%. The other so-called precious metals had much better weeks. Silver up 6.8%, a buck 50 to 23.70. Platinum gained a little less than 7%, closed at 8.98. Palladium gained almost 10% after last week's 14% loss. It closed at 10.42. Yeah, it was uh, good to see the Palladium market kind of bounce off of the off that bottom pretty quick. The industrial well, metals, Palladium's very overpriced, so uh, it needs to go down to about half of what it is right now to to reflect the economic situation in the auto industry. Yeah, that's uh, that's very true. Um, the industrial metals uh, seem to get a bid under them with the uh, the falling U.S. dollar as well. Yeah, this is true. Copper uh, with the falling dollar was up a dime, up almost 3% on the week. Cash to threes are in one cent contangle with very strong forward curve. And copper really ignored uh, what, the oil markets looked at as a pending worldwide recession. Yeah, the uh, oil markets certainly did not reflect the uh, falling dollar. They were down dramatically. Yeah, that's the low since July at 75.75. That's down 2% on the week. Part of that probably had to do with rumors of OPEC instituting another one million barrel per day protection cut, despite the fact that year over year over year, oil demand in the world has increased. Uh, basically, hydrocarbons still make the world run, and I don't see that changing in my lifetime, your lifetime, or our children's lifetimes. Oil rigs, we're up to this week after being down to last week. If you remember, we didn't get last week's numbers. Production, 13.2 million barrels per day. We've been stuck in that for a couple of months now. Inventories, up 3.4 million barrels a day. And that uh, is after a huge increase in inventories to four, uh, 14 million barrels last week. So no doubt that weighed on the WTI price. Imports have been flat for the last three weeks at 6.4 million barrels per day. Refineries are flat at 15.3 million barrels a day, both those over the last month or so. Yeah, the other energy, uranium, seems to have hit a multi-year high this week. Well, it did. It surged again. 
It actually closed at 78.50 as of yesterday. And I actually have those numbers switched uh, on the board. If you bear with me a, a minute, I will correct that and give you the percentage increase, 7.5%. And that is the high for uranium since that metal crashed in mid-2007 after hitting $135 a pound. But once again, uh, we need to factor inflation into that uh, uh, equation. That is not in constant dollars. No, no, it's not. Um, speaking of the money markets, the, the dollar came off dramatically as did the 10-year bond dropping. It looks like the flight to safety might be over. Dollar was much weaker. Is actually down uh, half a percent today. It closed at 103.9. That's down 1.8% on the week. And 10-year Treasury bond followed suit. It dropped 17 bases but it still remains high at 4.44%. The two to 10 year inversion remains steady. Recession is here, recession is coming at 40 basis points. Meanwhile, the Euro gained 2%, closed at 109 flat. Looney only gained six tenths of percent, very much tied in with the US economy at 0.72. Nine five. Yeah, and the markets themselves—they um, seem to have caught a bid all week. Yeah, the markets are ignoring uh, negative economic news, including inflation that's still well above three percent. Uh, contracting U.S. economy based on retail sales and some other metrics this week led Wall Street algorithms to to conjure up they should be buying and they certainly did Dow 34,947 up 1.9% the broader markets S&P 500 45.14 up 2.2% with a low, very low VIX at 13.8. NASDAQ 14.125 up 2.4%. Russell 2000 was up well above 5% this week. Uh, the small caps have been lagging. And even the down, Dow Transports had a, a very bullish week, I think up something around 3.5%. And that lets leads to our Rolling Stones theme song from my second favorite album, of course, from 1972, Exile on Main Street, and that's Let It Loose, and traders and speculators and computers certainly let it loose across the board uh, in New York this week. Yeah, uh, even in Toronto, the uh, the poor cousin, the TSXV, was up. Yeah, it was. It was up uh, all five days this week, as were U.S. markets closed at 531. Uh, a significant part of that gain came today. I think it was up something like 13 points today. That's up 4.1%. Uh, and that that was just off its pandemic-era low of 510 
which was last Friday. Uh, volumes were up to about 25 million shares per day from the usual less than 20 on Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, so looking ahead to next week, uh, other than uh, Turkey and football on Thursday, what's on the agenda? I have no idea. I didn't get my usual source for that. As mentioned uh, in our pre-recording conversation, we have a three and a half day week in U.S. markets ne next week. Canadian markets are open all five days and we may be a little late with our show next week and recording, but it will be posted on time, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. It's, uh, you know, it'll be an interesting week regardless. Uh, lots of turkey, lots of sleeping and, you know, a little bit of football in there. You know, good distraction <laughs> from everything else. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's not mostly football in the U.S. with the uh, the NFL all day Thursday and some very interesting uh, football, college football on Friday. And uh, certainly I'm going to be watching. Yeah, uh, well, uh, I'm hoping to on Thursday, but uh, I'm off to the uh, uh, resourcing tomorrow's event in uh, London, England uh, on the Saturday. So hard to watch football when uh, one's on a plane over the Atlantic and they don't seem to have, you know, they have this other kind of football over in England. I just don't understand it. Yeah, I don't either. But I do understand Canadian football. And correct me if I'm wrong, but is the Grey Cup not uh, tomorrow or Sunday? Uh, the Grey Cup, in fact, is on Sunday. And it is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers for their uh, fourth uh, time in four years at the game. And they're going to play the uh, Montreal Alouettes, who were a surprise uh, uh, underdog uh, winner in the Eastern Final over Toronto. And uh, it should uh, be a lively affair in a close game. Well, it's uh, will be in, I don't know where it's played, but if it's in Wintry Peg, I think it's going to be marginal weather. Uh, Hamilton, it'll be warm, ah. but potentially wet. <laughs> Yeah, hard for the course in Hamilton. It's it's on that cusp on the lake, right? Uh, absolutely. Toronto. <laughs> Some of the most interesting games, the Mud Bowl, the Fog Bowl, and that in Canadian history have been played in Hamilton. So <laughs> we we'll, we'll have to see what the what the weather is like on Sunday. Poll question for the week, Mickey. We've got a good one for you this week. What is your opinion of Elon Musk? And your choices are engineering genius, a driven manic depressant. Your third choice is savior of online free speech. And your fourth is other comment below. Uh, I'm going to go with other comment below. I'm not an Elon Musk fan. I think he's just a huckster. Well, I read his biography, a fascinating book by uh, Walter Isaacson, who's written many biographies, uh, some on the founding fathers in, of the U.S., including George Washington. And after reading that book, uh, I've got to say all of the above, and I 
if uh, people are interested, uh, uh, it is quite a good read. I devoured the 611-page book in about two days because I couldn't put it down. Wonderful. Well, enjoy your Thanksgiving break, and uh, we'll be talking to you next Friday for that shortened week. Okay, thanks a lot, Mike. The Metals, Money, and Markets Weekly is syndicated by our friends at Kitco.com. Mickey Falp and his musings can be found at MercenaryGeologist.com and on Twitter at MercenaryGeo. And I'm Michael Fox, published at ProspectorNews.com. Thank you for listening, and please join us again next week.